This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. From the After Nine Podcast Studios, this, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Happy motherfucking Friday! There it is! Welcome to another edition of After Nine. This is gonna be gross. We have a winter storm coming our way tonight. I was actually just looking at the radar. As we record, it's about 10 a.m. and it's over Indiana right now. Um, And it's just starting to turn to snow as it crosses over into Ohio and it's coming our way. They're saying up to 30 centimeters of snow with 80 kilometer per hour winds. That meets the threshold cat for a blizzard. (gasps) First one of the year. Mm. And it's happening with less than three weeks left in winter. It's offensive because the only time I want anyone to talk about a blizzard in March is the one at frickin' Dairy Queen. Yep. But here we are. I know. I hear you. It's uh, so if you are listening to this pod hunkered down as the blizzard descends, thank you very much. We appreciate it. There's a lot of things I want to talk about in this episode, and a few of them are centric to southern Ontario. If you're listening outside of the area, you should know we have a really good theme park in this area. It's called Canada's Wonderland. It's a Cedar Fair Park, and they've got two new attractions coming this year. Now, one of them is like a kid-friendly Snoopy train ride thingy and i'm sure it'll be fine it's cute it's fine it looks like a train it just kind of like chugs along like trains do and and that's that all right sure the other one just seems like a uh like a vomit inducing machine yeah it's how did you describe it it's like a t that where the t swings and then stuff on the ends of the t swing as well that's right so think of like a big like pendulum basically right but it's the shape of a t that swings around and on either branches either side of those t is where the people are. But those T branches also rotate 360 degrees. So as you're spinning this way around the pendulum, your your little seat where there's you crazy people are going to sit um goes woo 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 at the same time. It looks terrifying. <laughs> uh, all right, okay. Tundra Twister. I mean, there's a reason why they gave it that name, right? I'll be honest, roller coasters are not my thing. I don't understand why people like this shit. But hang on. Were they ever your thing, though? I've gone on them, and every time I got off, I was, like, woozy or Sick. shaky. Yeah. or I never threw up or anything like, like as that. As a kid, though, you were woozy and shaky? Because I feel like as a kid, I was like, no problem. Like, that was fun. And then as I got older, once I went to, like, these theme parks, Wonderland included, but any theme parks, even, like, when I went to uh, Universal and stuff, that's when, like, I would start to feel like my head was hurting a little bit after I rode. Like, uh-huh. that was fun, but fuck, my neck hurts. You know? <laughs> so it's definitely an age thing. Like, no doubt about it. As I as you get older, you're going to feel things because your body's moving in all kinds of ways. When you're a kid, you don't feel it at all. But that's what it is for me is like my head now with those rides with the back and forth. Like, I feel like I'm concussed when I get off a ride. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, it, when you go on and it's very jarring, it's amazing mm-hmm. as an adult looking back on the things that we thought were fun. I just, uh, hey, if roller coasters are your thing, great, enjoy. Wonderland is world class. Not for me. I'll stay at the bottom and hold your phone or your purse or whatever it is you need. You guys go ahead without me because that's not my jam. But while we're talking about attractions and theme parks, let's go to the other one in this end of our woods. Marineland in the news. They've shipped off their last two remaining walruses. 
to SeaWorld over in Abu Dhabi, the United Arab Emirates. Mm. Okay, and that's a good thing, right? We're all happy with this? Well, Smooshy and her baby Koyuk are joining a one walrus that was at a Quebec aquarium. Together, they were the last three remaining walruses in captivity nationwide. So we have no more walruses in Canada. They're all gone. They probably didn't belong in Canada in the first place, but we had them at Marineland, and they say it was for educational purposes. I don't know if it really was or not. Yeah. I know that there's a lot of opposition to Marineland. Well, that's the thing, and, it, and it's tough. It's hard for... Because I, I will poop on Marineland more than the others. And that's only because we I think we all know that there's a history. It's not always negative, but there's a lot of negative history. We all know how it goes. But for me, there's a difference between land animals and sea creatures in these places. And I know for some people, they think, well, you, you, you can't be okay with one and not okay with the other. But for me, I am. Like, I don't think it's right to put a whale in a tank and have everyone come and see it. I think that's terribly mean because we have a we have seas in this on this earth for reason and oceans beautiful why do we need to help hold them captive in order to see these education purposes is one thing but that should be for the professionals that that should be for the marine biologists who work near the sea to do that kind of work i don't think it's necessary here i just don't have i gone before of course but for me there's a differentiator between that and a zoo for example who does great uh, conservation work who has helped to bring these species from endangered to not endangered um, zoologists and everything like to me there's a, a difference that's my personal opinion there's a difference between the two so anytime that I hear that we're going to put uh, sea animals places where they should be I'm happy uh, I know some places do it right Ripley's Aquarium is one example for me that I know they do it right and they, they go through the processes. But when it comes to places like Marineland, we've just heard bad things. So for me, it's just like too much negative stuff. So anytime something's taken away from them, I feel okay. They say uh, this new indoor SeaWorld Park in Abu Dhabi is being built on five levels. It'll be the first of its kind in the UAE. Well, I have no doubt about that. I'm not sure how five levels works out. Are we talking like a five-story tank or are we talking a tank on each of the five levels? That's what I'm wondering. Either way, they don't do anything on a small scale, so I have to think that's going to be a pretty neat thing. We got shocked yesterday, Cat. The big business news in Canada. Nordstrom closing all of their stores and cutting 2,500 jobs as they wind down operations in Canada. There was six Nordstrom stores in Canada, seven Nordstrom rack stores in Canada. All of them are going to be shut down. Then they had their website sales, their e-commerce platform. That's shutting down basically immediately. The chief executive at Nordstrom, Eric Nordstrom, says the company is exiting Canada because it does not see a realistic path to profitability here. I'm wondering if that's true or if selling a T-shirt for $500 is not a good business model. What do you think it is here? Could they really not make money or were they just being perfectly unreasonable? Or is it just the economic conditions right now? They read the writing on the wall that a big recession is coming and they're saying, fuck this. Let's get out now. Well, I mean, look, at, I mean, take a look, read the room. Like a lot of these places, I wonder how they're doing. I really, I, I am curious to follow up on a lot of these places like Nordstrom, who does have that reputation like if i'm not mistaken right they just have this reputation for having very expensive clothes like and again read the room like look around a lot of people are cutting all kinds of corners right now i don't know how many people are going out and buying a 500 dollars shirt and maybe i exaggerate totally i understand but you know what i'm saying so i feel like that 
isn't shocking to me that places like that might have to close their doors. Probably sends a message, though, to other retailers that are thinking, hey, maybe we'll expand into Canada. How many times have we complained about shit that they've got in other places that we don't have here? It's probably because of stories just like that. Nordstrom, what was it, 2013 or 2015 they set up shop? It's been like 10 years or less that they've been in Canada. Boom, shutting down the whole Mm -hmm. shebang. That's not exactly a ringing endorsement, but I don't blame Canadians. I don't blame Canadians for not wanting to go and pay those crazy prices for some of the things they've got. So uh, maybe Nordstrom wasn't a fit for Canada. I know that there's got to be a market for high-end fashion, but maybe it's just not enough to justify the rent at Sherway Gardens. Right. And that's another thing that I wonder, you know, that area, um, it's not even Sherway. There's like Vaughn Mills and stuff like that. There's certain areas of certain places and I'm, I'm trying to think of the mall that I went to once where it's like, there's this one art, maybe you can help me with this. Cause there's this one like basic section of the mall. There's just like high and expensive shit. Even the floors are sparkly in that area. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like they do it up big. And I wonder how all of them are feeling. Like you mentioned, are they looking at that going, but what do you do? Do you all of a sudden put shit on clearance? Like, how do you, how do you make your way out of that when you've had this reputation of being expensive? This is what you get, though. I mean, you play this kind of games, you're going to get these kind of prizes when the economy doesn't doesn't work too well in your favor. I don't know how many people are still going out and buying these extremely expensive things because even those who do make a lot of money are feeling a bit of an impact. Sure, for them, it might not be as great as someone who's making, you know, less than 100K a year. But still, you got to take a look at that and realize, like, this could be us if we don't make changes. Only if you're seeing those problems. And again, I'm wondering if they are. Well, what I'm wondering is, and we've kind of alluded to this a few times over the last couple of months, we get all this news out of StatsCan and the Bank of Canada and and so on and so forth that says the economy is just booming. Now, that doesn't feel like reality to me because I see, like you said, so many people struggling right now and cutting corners just to try and survive. And we've had no shortage of stories about all these massive tech companies that are doing huge layoffs with thousands of employees losing their jobs. And now Nordstrom, that's an entire chain shutting down, packing up, leaving the country. It doesn't seem like what's actually happening on the ground is the reality that we're getting from those who are supposed to give us the info. And that's, of course, the info they use to decide whether or not they're going to raise interest rates again and things like that. I'm wondering, it's almost like a, I can't think of another way to describe it, but a cover-up. We can all see with our own eyes what's going on around us. The economy is not good. Everybody is squeezed to the max. But because they want to raise taxes, we know at the end of this month, the alcohol tax is going up huge and the carbon tax is going up big time at the end of March on April the 1st. And the Bank of Canada wants to keep raising interest rates. They do because it means huge money for the banks. But reality is people can't afford this shit. I I don't know how many people would have been dying to go down to Nordstrom to, to pick up an overpriced shirt. I mean, I think if anything, people are probably shopping off the rack at Walmart right now if they happen to actually need something or Costco or a place like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every little bit counts, especially when you're looking at families, you know, that are already trying to figure out how they're going to spend what they're going to spend. It's I feel for those people with this Im- these announcements impact. I really do, because even if it doesn't, it will eventually. You know what I mean? Like this does impact us all. It really does. One more thing in the retail sector. I feel like Indigo is kind of doing their employees dirty here. Yeah. Indigo had that massive, what they're calling cybersecurity incident that they say 
only targeted their website and their digital payment system. They're saying it appears no customer data was compromised. Only their employee past and present data was compromised. And I'm wondering how that can be true. Why would they have their employee data saved in their digital payment system or on their website? That seems weird. That's exactly where I would expect the customer data to be stored in the digital payment system. So I don't know what's going on, but now Indigo has said they wanted a ransom to give back the data and we're not paying it. They say they refuse to pay the data because they have no assurance that the money will not be going to terrorists or others on sanctions list. They also say there's no guarantee that the data would actually be be deleted if the ransom was paid. So rather than deal with that or or bring the cops or the FBI or the Mounties or whomever in to try and, and get these cyber attackers that have stolen all this sensitive personal data, they're just going to let it go. In fact, they're saying it's probably on the dark web now. And if not, if not, it's coming soon because we told them we're not going to pay them. As a, an assurance for the staff who didn't do anything wrong, now all their personal information from SIN numbers to bank account numbers, birth dates, everything you would need to steal somebody's identity. Indigo is offering their employees, past and present, two years of identity theft protection. Oh, okay. So Two years? It, How about a lifetime of identity theft protection, Indigo? Yeah, I mean, because when you look... Okay, so I'm thinking about the employees and what you have to give up when you become an employee to that employer. And SIN number is the big one for me. Like, yep. SIN number is a huge one, right? So you're giving up your SIN number. All the other stuff can be changed, right? If for some reason your your bank information, I, I believe there's an easy way you can deal with your bank on that to switch your account numbers, right? To just say, okay, we're going to switch you into a new checking account. Everything's going to be moved over. I believe that that part's relatively easy. It's a phone call away with your bank, right? So it is. That but you can do in two years. It is. But anything you've got set up on like direct deposit, for example, then you got to change all that exactly. shit over too. It is not. It is inconvenient. It is not good. Like all of, and trust me, I've, so my husband went through the whole process of someone trying to steal his identity in order to, uh, oh man, they tried to apply for credit cards. Uh, they tried to even, they got jewelry. They ended up getting jewelry at people's jewelers under his account. Really? Yeah. Like this person. And, and by the way, like people's was like embarrassed because obviously they, they didn't even ask this guy for ID, but he went with just a small amount of information and he was able to do it. Anyway, that was all reconciled and everything's fine. But I'm telling you from experience, it's Fucking horrible when someone even attempts to take your identity. Everything has to change in your life. So now these uh, employees have to worry about that. And whether or not something's going to be done, maybe it will, maybe it not. And I mean, from the hacker's point of view, like maybe they're going to do something, maybe not. Maybe it was just a, maybe it was an empty, an empty threat. Like we don't know. But being, if I was an employee at Indigo, absolutely, this would be a big pain in the ass. Two years of protection, like, uh, uh, okay, but I still have to do the work. I'm still the one because of your leak or your hack, whatever it is, or whatever you didn't do correctly online has to go out of my way to call this person and change that account and do this because I'm nervous about it happening. And two years of protection doesn't necessarily guarantee you anything at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. So yeah. it's still a scary situation, but the SIN number is a big one. Accounts can be changed, yes, but it's still a pain in the ass no matter what. It sucks. I mean, I'm not saying that I, that I know the perfect way to secure all of this information or whether they were cutting corners and that's the reason why. I don't know if they'll ever give up their information. You wonder about other companies. How do we know someone else isn't going to get hacked? If this person, if these this company, and you think that's a pretty grand scale, you know, Indigo, if that company can get hacked, then what other companies can get hacked? 
Should we not be giving our information to these employers or, or should it be, you know, maybe it should be destroyed after it's given and everything's in place? I don't know. You know what is very, very, very secure? Cash. Maybe we should just go back to paying okay, people in cash. All right. Maybe we should. Checks. Until you guys figure this shit out, maybe it's time to go back to paper checks and cash. And if you guys can't protect the data of your own employees, I don't know why you would expect customers to shop with you. Because frankly, I consider this a bit of a slap in the face. Two years of identity theft protection. Okay. All right. Let's go back to that ransom that you guys wouldn't pay. I don't blame you for not wanting to pay the ransom, but either way, this attack was on you. How about whatever that ransom was? Since your main concern is the money falling into the hands of terrorists, why don't you just take that money then and be assured that it doesn't go to a terrorist and divide it up between your employees? What do they want? $20 million? Why don't you divide up $20 million amongst all your employees as a sign of, ah, hey, you know what? We screwed up. We're going to have to pay. We'd rather pay it to our employees and give you a lifetime of identity theft protection because of this. And 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 like I said, the uh, the stuff that we got hacked on, that's on us. We're just going to have to suck it up as a cost of doing business. That might be a more reasonable compromise than two years of identity theft protection. And by the way, you better be at work on Monday because we're opening up. It seems weird to me. One more thing I want to mention before we get to some of the lighter stuff today. What is going on with the kids We've heard, we've heard so many stories lately about uh, teenagers in particular struggling with their mental health, mm-hmm. and it's really bubbling over. So let me tell you just a little bit about what happened yesterday alone in our immediate area. A student is in hospital. Another is in police custody after a student got stabbed seriously in a classroom At Georgetown District High School in Halton Hills. Come on. A 17-year-old boy has been arrested, charged with aggravated assault and possession of a dangerous weapon. Yesterday, North Park Collegiate in Brantford in a Holden secure over the lunch hour because of a weapons threat. One person taken into custody. In Guelph, five schools placed in a Holden secure yesterday as police searched for another man reported to be armed. They didn't find anything there. It's fucked up, all the different incidents that are happening, but it seems to be happening all the time. If it's not threats being called in, it's really graphic graffiti that's being posted around the school, some of it hate speech. It's really scary what's happening right now. Yeah, and I mean, I have to say, like, things have always happened, but it does definitely feel worse. And we have to ask why. We have to ask, what is the reason why it seems worse right now than it ever has? I'm not to say that I have the answer. Some people have theories on why it seems worse. It seems worse, or maybe it is worse. I don't know what it is. Does it seem worse, it, or is it worse? It To me, as someone yeah. who reads the news every day... It's gotten worse. It's gotten a lot worse, yeah. and I'll tell you when it started to get worse, when we came out of lockdown. That did no favors for oh. anybody. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right with that, and I mean, there's a lot of people who have those experiences in their own um, cl- teachers, in the classrooms, for example. I mean, I have a few teacher friends. So just in my own little uh, bubble of research, I mean, they've told me the differences that they feel between the exact same, you know, age group that they taught in 2020 versus a group that they're teaching now and how different a lot of them seem. Um, I can tell you even in, uh, you know, childcare centers, you could tell who the, and they call them COVID babies. And I mean, my youngest is kind of one of them. She was kind of (laughs) sheltered a little bit. Now, thankfully she has a personality like me, so she has no problem, but there's different things, right? Affecting different age groups. But when it comes to this age group of like 
those young impressionable times in your life. You know what I mean? That's the part that scares me right now is I feel like what were they lacking in those couple years that they lost that maybe this is impacting now, right? They're seeing it at all grades, though. Yeah, like they right are. down to they kindergarten. Are. They're seeing major changes in kids that did not exist before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I hope that if it ever comes around again, and we can already hear, all you have to do is follow the CDC or a couple of the leading COVID crazies, and they're going to talk about this happening and that happening, and oh, well, we might have to do it again. We might have to do it again. Oh, come on. No, we're fucking not. No, let me tell you, we're, we're done. We're not doing it uh, again. We've had this conversation for sure. We're done with that, and we know that the mental impact does seem to be even greater, and and then I know that there's people listening from hospitals saying, don't say that. There's, like, don't, don't even say it, because what we went through, and I get it, we get it, we know, <laughs> we definitely know now, but we also know that uh, it has impacted our, our kids. Hell, hell, it's impacted adults. So I mean, we're talking Me about yeah. we're talking about kids right now, but it's definitely impacted adults. I know a lot of people that have changed a lot, and it's because of COVID, and their personalities have changed a little bit, and they feel maybe it's in different ways. Maybe their anxiety is higher, or maybe they're less social, or um, or they're f- fearful. You know, like so. I I know that that happens as well. So it's not just kids that were impacted by this. Most definitely, a lot of adults were too. So why the hell would you even throw out this thought that maybe we should do that again? You know, it's it, never again. Yeah, like our mental health is taking too much of a toll as is. Thank you very much. Okay, let's switch gears here. I want to run a couple of things by you, Cat. A man is sharing his water bottle trick that he says is the key to exposing a cheating partner. Water bottle trick to expose cheating? What is happening? Was this on TikTok? It is on TikTok. Of course yeah. it is. Okay, but there might be something here. So I'm going to run it by you. You tell me if this is a good idea or a bad idea, if it would work, or if this guy is just throwing shit at the wall to try and get attention on social media. How I caught them cheating. Okay, go ahead. His name is Daniel. He lives in LA. He advised... Any suspicious partners, pick up a used water bottle from Goodwill or Restore or one of those type charity stores. According to Daniel, the bottle should look like this one that could theoretically belong to anyone, emphasizing that the trick only works if they think you think it's theirs. Here's what he says. Pretend to discover that water bottle in their car. Say to them, Here's your water bottle. If they have nothing to hide, they'll say, that's not mine. If they don't know whose it is, they admit they don't know whose it is because you've made them feel like you trust them. He said, but if they aren't cheating, they'll go along with you and, sorry, if they are cheating, they'll go along with you and pretend it's their water bottle. Why do we need to, if you're even doing this, you don't trust the person you're with. There's problems in the relationship if you're even doing this. Okay, but some people have trust issues to begin with and little things can set them off and sometimes they just want a little peace of mind. So for those who didn't understand, and I know I butchered the reading a little bit, but basically this, you go out and buy a water bottle. Okay, fine. Put it in their car. Say, hey, I found your water bottle. If they say, that's not my water bottle, you're probably cool. If they say, oh, uh, thanks, that's because they're not sure whose water bottle it is, meaning somebody else may have been in their car or someone else may have been in their apartment Mm -hmm. or someone else may have handed Mm -hmm. it to them. If they're not sure, he says, or if they pretend it's theirs, they're probably cheating. (laughs) 
you know, it's so funny. I'm not going to say it's crazy. I kind of see the, the logic here. It kind of makes sense. Can I just, just because you're reminding me of it, can I tell you this quick story between me and my husband? Yeah. <laughs> it's one. So once... um. We, we have my brother and, and his wife, uh, my sister-in-law, stay over now and again. And, and she left behind a pair of socks. And I knew that she had left behind a pair of socks. So they were like, they were like sitting there. So I fucked with them a little bit because I'm like, these aren't my socks. She's like, yeah, I don't recognize those socks. I'm like, so whose socks are they? Knowing full well it was my sister-in-law's pairs. So whose socks are I? I don't know. And he like looked at me like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? I seriously don't know whose socks they are. I'm like, well, they're, they're women's socks definitely like look at them and they're not mine so why are they near our bedroom like explain it and just to fuck with his mind you were being a real bitch that's (laughs) fucking diabolical it was so funny because he was like he was like well 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 well." and he's going through his mind like how could these socks go be here what is happening and then he realized it didn't take him long to realize he's like oh it's i know whose it is like i know i'm just fucking with you it's fun Holy cow, Cad. Oh, my God. Isn't that mean? That's really That's mean. That's so mean, but you got to keep them on their toes. It's fun that way. We had a double dose of food news today on the Scott and Cat radio shows. KFC has brought back the double down. I don't know why, but it's back. I, I don't know if I know anybody who's passionate about the double down. But I guess there must have been some demand because the double down is back at KFC double starting down. Monday. Okay. Well, remember when this first came out? By the way, backstory here for those who are like double down. I recognize that, but I don't go to KFC. So it was back in 2010 that KFC, it was like March, they announced that they were going to have what's called the double down sandwich. And everyone assumed it was an April Fool's joke because it was leading up to April Fool's Day. It was close to it. So everyone's like, no, 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 no. That's not a thing that's happening. You can't put bacon, cheese, and sauce in the middle of two big hunks of breaded chicken and call it a sandwich. It's a joke. So it wasn't a joke. But the fact that it was so popular, remember people were buying it up just to like show that they had it. They were buying it for, at the time, I think it was like Facebook and stuff like that. Like, look, I got the double down sandwich. But it did become like one of these like uh, in and out, like cult favorites, you know what I mean? Cult classic favorites. So they still bring it back now and again since that time, about 12, 13 years ago now. Uh, so it's back again on the menu. And this is temporary, if I'm not mistaken, right? This is only for four weeks beginning on March 6th that it's going to be available. They say... If it does well, they're not going to take it away again. They'll but extend they it a longer but run they this did. time. They did this last time. They only brought it out again for a few weeks, and then it was gone from the menu. That that said, though, you know you can take hunks of chicken and do that anytime you want. Anytime you want. Anytime you want, you can do that. Same with the other piece of food news that we have for you today, which is the chicken Big Mac. I... <laughs> I don't go to McDonald's very often, and when I do, I usually only go for the coffee or I get nuggets for the dog. Only if he's a good boy. And <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I do go. I, I, my dog loves chicken nuggets. And you know what? If he's a good boy, I'll take him through the drive-thru. And he just knows, oh, shit, there's nuggets in the car. I'm going to be on my best behavior. And he's just a little angel. I love it. However, um, when I do go to McDonald's, I don't typically get the burgers. 
I've seen commercials, though, for a chicken Big Mac, so I assumed we had it. I didn't know we didn't have it only in Canada. Yeah, we didn't have it here. But again, that's not stopping anyone from... I wonder, actually, if anyone's modified it, gone to McDonald's and just said, I want a Big Mac, but I want you to put in the McChickens in the Big Mac, and there's probably an upcharge to that, and that's fine. Like, you could do that, or you could get a McChicken and put Big Mac sauce on it. You're not going to get two patties, but who cares? Whatever. I mean, there's lots of different ways you could modify it to make that a thing, but now it's just straight up on the menu. Um, speaking of McDonald's, when we're on that topic, uh, McDonald's and pop culture mixed together. You know how McDonald's does these specials with celebrities, like the Travis Scott meal was a thing. Remember the Travis Scott meal was a thing? The BTS one was very popular. That was huge. Now they have an offset and Cardi B combo, and they actually promoted that during the Super Bowl. There are McDonald's locations based on the franchise owners that are refusing to sell them. Really? Because they don't like the lyrics in one or either of that couple's uh, music. So they're refusing because they say it does not go hand in hand with what we stand for, which is strong family values. And the way that you talk about women or the way that you talk about men or the way she talks about her WAP, I guess isn't good for the brand of McDonald's. So some of them are refusing to to sell the combos. And, and I don't necessarily disagree because Cardi B and Offset can be a little polarizing. What I'm wondering though is how that passed the test on the corporate level, but the franchisees themselves are saying that doesn't meet our mm-hmm. threshold for, for McDonald's standards. That seems ass backwards. You'd think franchisees would want to do this and corporate would step in and say, nah, doesn't fit with our McDonald's brand. I... Um, I think that'd be frustrating if you're actually going out to look for the Cardi B brand and you find a McDonald's and then find out that particular owner doesn't like Cardi B, so they don't sell it at that location. Well, I mean, to eat, um, you know, to each their own. You could be pissed off about it and then you don't go to that location, you go to another one. You could also keep in mind that the, it's not like those products aren't available. They're just under the umbrella of it's the Cardi B and Offset meal. Got so it. you can actually pair that up with, it's like the BTS one, right? Which was popular because it had like, it brought together a bunch of different things. There was like a burger with a couple chicken nuggets on the side, whatever. It was just like a modified version of what you can get on the menu. Same thing. I don't think you need to be so pissed off that you're like, well, I refuse your service. If you do, fine. Speak with your wallet, right? That's not always what we say. Speak with your wallet. Don't go to that McDonald's if it bothers you. By the way, I'm not even sure if they offer that here. I think that's just in the States. But I found it interesting that they were that perturbed by it. I'm wondering, though, if people were that upset that they really wanted the chicken Big Mac. What do we call Mm -hmm. that, by the way? Is it a Chick Mac? They call it. (laughs) No, it's not called a Chick Mac. It's just a chicken Big Mac. Okay. So I like Chick Mac That's what they called it. That's what they called it. You can call it whatever you want. Okay. So. You could always get it because you can customize your order any way you want. Yeah. And and I'm sure people did. And I guess McDonald's probably goes through some of those custom orders looking for ideas of their own or trying to look and see what people are doing because maybe they can add it to the menu. I'm wondering, though, what would be better? A Big Mac with chicken instead of the beef or a McChicken with Big Mac sauce? Yeah. Yeah. So when you get two patties, we all know how that works with the Big Mac. So when you're going to get more. But what's to stop you from just ordering? Hear me out here. Give me a McChicken, add an extra chicken breast with Big Mac sauce. That would probably cost more than the Chick Mac. Do you think it would? Probably. They'd probably jack you for two patties in that (laughs) sense. (laughs) They are. Well, they do, for sure. But is the Big Mac the same price as the Chicken Big Mac, or is it slightly higher? I assume it's slightly higher. I would imagine. Usually chicken is more expensive than beef. Chicken is more expensive. You're going to get a little bit more with it, so that makes sense for it to be. Uh, Either way, hey... Fill your boots with chicken. Where are we? Where, can we just talk about how many chickens are being used in food? And where are we keeping all these chickens? Where are all those chickens? We don't yeah. want to ask questions, right? 
Like they're in like a small little, each of them basically like a suitcase size cage right now, right? <laughs> I don't mean to be depressing on a Friday. Look, guys, I don't mean to be depressing on a Friday. But seriously, when you look at all the menus and the craze of the chickens and stuff like that, it kind of worries me what we eat. Like there's a, that's a lot of chicken, a lot of chicken wings being consumed, a lot of chicken breast, chicken, anything chicken. There's a lot of it on a lot of menus and it just keeps coming. Where are these chickens being held? I worry about the chickens. I'm just going to say it. I know I eat them too. I eat chicken. But it does worry me where it's coming from and where it's staying right now before it gets slaughtered. I get the chicken's also a lot more expensive now than it used to be. That's part of inflation. But I want to know where, at what point, chicken wings were allowed to cost $15 a pound. Because that's what some bars are. I saw this just the other day. Some pubs are selling wings for as much as $15.99 a pound. And if you want the shitty veggie sticks on the side, the carrots and celery, and you only get like a piece of a carrot and a piece of one stock of celery, $3 upcharge, $18.99 with veggies on the side. If you only want the ranch dressing to dip your chicken wings in, that's an extra $1.50. Get the fuck out of here. Don't do not do it. Make it yourself. I'm totally Make going it yourself. To. That's what I do. Honestly, get Costco, if you want a lot of wings, because you get a ton. You think we all know how Costco works? Their wings actually haven't gone up that much in price. And there's a shit ton of wings for 25 bucks. A shit ton of wings. You could It's enough for two meals. You don't need to make it all at once. What we do is usually cut it in half. And then we, we do everything ourselves. Marinate it, season it, sit it in the fridge overnight. And then we just bake it. Air fryer people, you'll use the air fryer for sure. I like them better than the store. And the store does rob you. It's the restaurants. They do rob you. When you were growing up, when you were younger and probably ate McDonald's, for example, a little more freely than you currently do, how much was a combo? Because I remember when I was in high school and we used to go to McDonald's at lunch, it was $4.99 for a Big Mac combo. And I remember yeah. for the longest time, it was $5.99 for the combo. They raised the prices slightly. Now we're up to like $8 and $9.99 yeah. for a Big Mac combo. Yeah. It's crazy how much the price of fast food has gone up. Like, I just... Again, back to the beginning, it's gone full circle. I don't understand how people can afford shit. If this chicken Big Mac costs what, $11.99, $12.99, I don't know what it's going to cost. But holy shit, it's way too much yeah. money for just a quick lunch on the run, you know? It is. Uh, last thing here, and then we got to go. Did you know the backstory of Alex Murdaugh, that lawyer who was just yeah. found guilty of killing his wife and son. Where did I find out about it? TikTok. Yeah. I didn't know much about it until I started following along with the case because um, I was intrigued. I don't. I didn't watch enough of the trial to really give a, a, an opinion on it, but I know a lot of people are quite happy with the result of it. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty cut and dry that he killed his wife and son. I mean, that's the way it appears. And he seems to have been a real shithead into a lot of stuff from drugs to uh, uh, money crimes and fraud and all sorts of shit. I don't understand why this was even a question, but apparently one of the TV shows that focuses on true crime did a, a series on this, and I guess that's why people are so into it. They're sentencing him today, and I don't think he's ever going to see the light of day again, hmm. which is pretty good. I think, like I said, I've seen nothing but happy people about that. There's nobody really calling for, like, a retrial or anything <laughs> like that. I'm not seeing any of that. So it seems to me like uh, a lot of people are especially happy with the fact that even someone who had power at one point or maybe has power when he got arrested, I'm not sure what the case is, uh, is seeing these kinds of uh, pr prison times. Bye. There is one person. You're not entirely oh, right. Oh, okay. Who? 
OJ Simpson <laughs> believes that the South Carolina lawyer, Alex no, Murdoch, will be acquitted of the double murder no, charges he faces. This is where we end. Despite likely having killed his wife and son. Simpson, who was infamously acquitted himself in 94 for murdering his ex-wife and her partner, claimed that Murdoch had turned on the charm during the trial to relate to the jurors. Simpson's quote is, It wouldn't surprise me in the least if this guy beats this case. He added that while he believed it was more likely that Murdaugh had committed the murders, the standard of reasonable doubt could lead to an acquittal. Murdaugh, of course, is now convicted of killing his wife Maggie and his son Paul on their property in June 2021. Who's asking Who's asking O.J. Simpson? Does he have Twitter or some shit? He does, yeah. He, oh. he actually does a lot on Twitter. Okay, 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 okay. So for what it's worth... Even though we all think this is good and justice was probably done here. And even OJ thinks, well, he probably did it, but he'll beat it. Isn't that the ultimate in irony? Because we all assume, yeah, OJ probably did it, but he beat it. I feel like he's an actual expert in this and nobody gives a shit what he has to say. He did it and he knows we know. And he's just flaunting it by saying shit like this. It's crazy to me. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend, everybody. Be careful in this snow. This storm is no joke. 30 centimeters is the max end that we should see across southern Ontario. You don't want to be out driving tonight. Wait till the crews have done their thing and they've got those roads cleared tomorrow. We'll see you Monday. Bye, friends. SpaceX launched a crew to the International Space Station after the first attempt earlier this week was canceled due to a clogged filter. Yeah, it's the first time a space agency dealt with someone by calling in the pool guy. <laughs> Officials at a zoo in Nebraska this week confirmed that a cheetah briefly escaped from its enclosure. No oh, good, only briefly. It's just a cheetah. How far could it have gotten? A Spirit Airlines plane had to make an emergency landing after a battery in the overhead bin caught on fire. Spirit was like, good thing it wasn't one of our wooden planes. According to a new survey, the tooth fairy now leaves more than $6 per tooth on average, which explains the recent increase in seven-year-olds taking up hockey.